everyone, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's meet our guest today. Good morning. Morning. Hi, uh, I'm Scott Gregg. I'm the prince, current principal at McNary High School. Awesome. Yeah, McNary right here in Kaiser. Yes. So, all righty. Well, uh, for those of our listeners, the show really uh, is about getting to know you and what you're up to and life experience. So maybe let's just jump back into childhood. What, where were you <laughs> born? What did that look like? Sure. Here? Yeah. I um, I actually wasn't born in Silverton, but I consider myself um, uh, born and raised in, in Silverton, Oregon. Um, I, I'm the third generation that graduated from Silverton High School and then uh, uh, went on to, uh, to play uh, football at the University of Montana and yeah. then spent a few years in the NFL. Yeah. 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 So maybe if we stick into the earlier life for a little bit, like sure. what, what were, uh, I mean, athletics obviously at some point became a, a facet of your life. Sure. What were you into in elementary school, uh, you know, extra cooker hobbies? That yeah, I, you know, I, I had benefit of growing up in, a, in an awesome uh, family uh, where both parents loved and encouraged me to do multiple things. And uh, um, both were Oregon State alum graduates. And so I followed the Beavers and my dream was to, be on the, you know, be a basketball player for the Oregon State Beavers. And it wasn't until I got into high school and thinking about playing football that that, that actually uh, kind of changed my trajectory. Um, but yeah, super involved with uh, with my church and family and friends, um, had an active uh, and, and really um, um, fabulous, positive experience growing up in Silverton. Yeah. Looking back to high school, what was maybe a couple of the highlights for you there, maybe? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, I think um, understanding uh, that I had maybe an opportunity to lead in different ways or to um, achieve different things. I had a number of coaches that invested in me mm -hmm. um, and learned the value of of that and uh, believed in me, and, and that, that encouraged me to pursue even uh, greater heights. I, I started attending basketball camps and and uh, and football camps and doing things uh, really uh, as in an interest to excel in athletics um, and also to uh, dip my foot in the waters of, of leadership. I, my senior year, I was ASB, uh, ASB vice president um, and uh, enjoyed that role, enjoyed uh, kind of Talking about ideas and thinking about what what uh, what inspires others, what what does leadership actually look like, and and uh, again dipping my toes in that water. Yeah. yeah, I bet that's cool. It kind of applies to I know McNary has their one activity, one club, one sport kind of mindset, and so you've kind of experienced that when you were in high school, which is kind of cool. Absolutely, I, I you know it's it's not hard to believe or understand or or endorse that when it was when it was a product mm -hmm. of your life, uh, better grades, attendance, and behavior. Uh, research shows, um, and and it, I, I live that experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it isn't uh, and going the the different the one activities you know is is a little bit easier sales pitch than. Get better grades, get better attendance. <laughs> Sir, oh yeah, be uh, those are byproducts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I think uh, the the opportunity that it doesn't necessarily have to be athletics either. Mm -hmm. no. You know, uh, at McNary, ATP, yeah, uh, uh, JROTC, um, a vibrant uh, uh, performing art. I mean, we've got all kinds of areas where mm -hmm. kids can. Uh, in uh, insert themselves. We've got great intramurals, great clubs. It's it's just a fantastic place where um, you don't even have to say you need to do this. It's 
here's all the options we have. There you mm-hmm. go. Pick one, and now you've got now you you've got a connection with an adult with probably the same passion. If it's mm-hmm. knitting or chess or Disney Club mm-hmm. or right. yeah. singing or whatever, and now you've got that connection, and you can foster that and continue to grow in that experience as well. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we have McNary kids, uh, you know, in this place all the time. Just uh, had a concert here with a couple hundred. Uh, kids and parents, and uh, it's a cool thing to allow young people in a safe environment to express their passions, right, yep. and and put them around people who know something about what they want to know, right, which is the way coaches invested in your life and indirectly or directly had a mentoring role, you know, in your life, and mentoring sure. is at the core of what we do, sure, you know, yeah. for sure. So, so uh, you were the uh, athletic director at McNary for how long? Uh, seven. Well, yeah. uh, I'm going into my eighth year, so seven okay. years yep. uh, at McNary. I had a short stint as an instructional mentor my first year there, and then uh, middle of that year was elevated to an administrator, and then every subsequent year I was the athletic director up until this year. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have a lot of guests that actually played in the NFL. I know that you're a humble guy, and you, but I, I think it's important important for us to maybe what's that like you know to our listeners i mean uh yeah uh it's it's difficult to describe um because it is a job and it's and it's a really hard job um but it's also a great experience a great environment things that uh many people dream of being able to do you know i i remember getting into my first huddle uh, with the New York Giants and Herschel Walker is right next to me in in, in the huddle, and you know the, possibly the best running back in collegiate history uh, is standing right next to me in in a in a huddle. It just th- those type of experiences are hard to describe. That opportunity to to play alongside uh, Jerry Rice and carry him out in his last game as a Niner. I I think I think about those experiences and then also um, uh, the opportunity to. Um, uh, use that uh, experience to influence and encourage others. Um, uh, kind of my my life uh, mission or vision statement is that is to use the platform God's given me to Im- impact the world, and and uh, that has uh, that certainly that platform continues to the day. I don't you know I don't I don't broadcast the fact that I play in the NFL, but folks that know that or hear that, they ask the question. And uh, it's it's great to be able to share those experiences and also um, uh, hopefully demonstrate that, that uh, you know, uh, quiet, humble guys can do that as well. So, right. Yeah. E- even humble guys that are six foot eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So fortunately, not short. So yes, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Fortunately for us, microphones work universally. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about uh, briefly, like uh, walking through life at six, eight, what, what are some of the unique challenges? I presume maybe clothing. What are some other things? You were uh, yeah. Into? Well, I was, uh, my parents owned a men's clothing store when I was growing up in Silverton. And so uh, I, I always had a new pair of Nikes and, and, uh, and a fresh pair of 501 jeans. Uh, but uh, that necessarily wasn't the uh, decorum of, or the the, the preferred uh, wear of teenagers at the time, and so uh, th- that was a challenge. Uh, now that we've got Zappos and Amazon, uh, <laughs> pretty much any size is, is a go. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, my son is seven foot. Wow, wow. Um, he's significantly bigger than I am, um, and I've always approached my height as something that as a 
uh, as a positive and mm-hmm. as an, uh, an opportunity to do things that others might not be able to do. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm not the fastest person in the world. And I, at one point, I wasn't even the strongest. But height uh, and bone structure have some <laughs> advantages uh, in certain professions, right? And so right. That, that played to my advantage. Um, my, my son uh, is highly talented in performing arts. He loves uh, theater. He loves music. Um, doesn't necessarily love athletics. And so to answer that question or see that as a, as a positive is challenging for others. And so, um, uh, it, it, he, he's struggled with that a little bit. Um, I, I don't let it, it doesn't bother me even some of the maybe inappropriate comments that I get, uh, mm. about my size, but it's, uh, it, it just, it, it's another way for me, I think, to, to share, how blessed I am and how fortunate I am and the gifts and talents that I've been given and, and, and using those um, uh, to impact others, I think, is, is a critical part of my leadership philosophy. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people who um, spent a lot of time in sports, especially the, stereotypically with parents and things, if they were a very big sports person, they kind of like expect their kids to be sports people. What was sure. it like for you with a son who maybe wasn't interested uh, yeah. in the same exact things that you were? Yeah, I, it, it was it was uh, it was hard. Um, uh, my daughter uh, is the exact opposite. She's all, <laughs> she's tall also, but loves athletics mm. and was hyper competitive, and so it was a natural uh, for her. I, I've always. Um, wanted uh, my kids and anyone to do what they love, mm. uh, especially uh, sport of football, talking to parents and the athletic director, you know, what is it going to take for my son or daughter to do this? Or And I said, well, first of all, they better love the sport um, because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that go into being successful, uh, being a successful athlete, which include overcoming injuries, defeats, uh, all kinds of things that, uh, if you're, if you're not in that realm, you don't, those aren't challenges that you necessarily have to face. I, I see them as advantages, Mm. um, in overcoming those type of things and help build character. Um, but, uh, uh, for someone that isn't necessarily interested in athletics to be asked every time he meets someone, I bet you play you basketball. basketball team, I bet, right? yeah. uh, and actually, no. And so it's just it, uh, it it's a different mindset uh, for yeah. people to uh, get their minds around. Which is, I think, that's okay too. I think I think people to uh, to put people in boxes or in 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 ways of what they perceive that person to be. And and Brian, my son, frequently. Uh, breaking those boxes, <laughs> literally and figuratively, right? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, helps 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 all of us uh, get a greater understanding of yeah. of individuals. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think you made a good point that as as parents, I think one of the best things we can do is provide opportunities to, and your kids will gravitate to the things they're most talented and passionate if you give them enough opportunities, right? And yeah. so a little bit like you, I, I was a multi-sport guy and that was where I found my identity and those type of things. But God gave me these two you know, musicianally gifted, mathematically gifted uh, kids. Yeah. And so I may have at in sixth grade, not been able to help them with their math homework anymore, but, right. but I, but I can help give you opportunities around these right. other things you're passionate about. And yep. so the other flip side of that would be that I, I say this often and my, my son, you know, who maybe is one of the more decorated music students in Salem Kaiser history, uh, 
it would have been a long, rugged road for him to try to earn if my love and approval was was predicated on his athleticism. Yeah. Now, not that he's a klutz or anything, but he would sure. have been a starter at, you right. know, and that type of stuff, yeah. right? But he's an absolute starter, Grammy-nominated yeah. guy in what he's doing, right? Yeah. And so, same for my daughter. She kind of was... Uh, and, Good in basketball, very competitive. Like I was coaching her teams. Like she'd score the first twelve points. I'd be like, "Hey, you got to stop scoring. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Pass the ball more." But I pass it, and they're not going to make it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So yeah. I, I'm sure you've had those conversations with your daughter, who's yeah. competitive, right? Absolutely. But, but eventually, yeah. for her music, you know, played out and won anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, in your in your current role, may, maybe what is different about it? Although you kind of had a glimpse because you were. In the school as an AD, and you're an administrative sure. team and yeah. that, so maybe not a huge surprise. But what's yeah. one or two things that maybe in this seat uh, you thought differently than maybe you would have perceived it going to be? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. You know, I think um, had I been uh, um, got, become a principal at any other school that I hadn't spent the last seven or eight years in, um, would have been more challenging just because there's a, a learning curve of understanding the culture, what the priorities are of the community, um, how the team uh, works, what the dynamics are of the staff, and to go into that n- knowing fully wh- where uh, where we're at. The challenge for me was is how do we sustain all the great things that have happened have happened in the last eight years, ten years uh, with Eric Jesperson, and how do we how do we continue that upward trajectory? Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge um, uh, uh, because it w- it was a, a well led school for many many years, and and hopefully it still is. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, but again, being uh, what we've found, what we've talked about as a leadership team is being intentional about continuing those things. It's really easy from a leader's perspective when you do find success to try to replicate that. And at times there's a comfort in not doing more because what you've done in the past has been successful. And uh, all the data, all the research, all the experiences I've had is that when you do kind of get to that that level where you uh, are, are comfortable is where you actually have a decline in in performance and in, and the things that, that are, are really, really important. And so um, not uh, wholesale change at any time I don't think is the right uh, move, but I do think pushing the envelope as to this is what we did and we did it really well. Can we do this now? Can we can we do that? Um, uh, you know, the dynamics of what's happened globally over right. the last four or five years has had us rethink that as well. What does community look like? Mm-hmm. How do how do we? What does engagement from our community, from our kids, from our staff members? What does that look like? And how can we be intentional to regain uh, a vibrant culture, a sense of belonging at McNary? Um, that has been there uh, all along, but I think globally has had uh, some struggles in the last couple of years. And so that's that's where our focus at McNary is right now, is being intentional about those things that um, might might not be directly linked to success in the classroom. But I really believe that if we've got teachers that want to be there and enjoy the people that they're working to, the right and left, that's going to translate into our kids uh, feeling the same way. And so... That's that's what that's the focus right now. Yeah, yeah. I know that as principal, it's you kind of can see it like like the president has you know this role of you're kind of like the face of the school. You have like your like leadership role. You have all these people you need to take care of. You have probably continued education that you have to be a part of constantly. And where is something or what are some things that you find um, to be able to do that are fun or that are like life giving for you within your position? Yeah, you know it's it's. Um 
you said it right. Uh, the principal is the, the name and face of the school. And so, um, uh, I, I, I don't know that I work more hours now than I did as an athletic director. There's a lot of time uh, outside of school hours uh, as an athletic director and planning and supervising mm-hmm. and, and doing things like that. But that that role plays an integral uh, piece in the principal being successful. And and uh, that I found myself in, and now Dan as our as our AD now is doing the exact same thing. You know, uh, it's it's doing things like this, right? Be an opportunity to share what my values and things are, how that's uh, being implemented at McNary, uh, being involved in Rotary and going to uh, uh, different things, mm-hmm. uh, being being able to attend more uh, community events, uh, whether they're related to McNary or not, are all pieces that um, I, I enjoy doing. I'm believe it or not, I'm kind of an introvert by nature, and so <laughs> it's it's it, uh, some of that's challenging for me to go in and maybe start a conversation with someone I don't know, but it's a good thing for me to do. And I value those relationships that I've been able to build over the last uh, seven or eight years. Mary, maybe uh, throughout your life, you've had, you know, a lot of leadership opportunities and uh, many people you've learned from, but I always try to ask maybe what's one or two uh, principles or ways of doing something, whether that's personal discipline or leadership styles that that you've adapted and and you feel are are real valuable to you. Yeah. I you know the one thing that w- has kind of been a not a refocus but something that's always been uh at the forefront of my leadership whether it be um uh as a, a head coach at the high school level or uh coaching collegiately or an athletic director or um in, in other leader leadership positions I have found um, especially at the at the high school level, um, that if if you're uh, a coach and you've got a bunch of assistant coaches, you could micromanage that. And there are some leaders that do micromanage every aspect of their team, of their organization. Um, and oftentimes, I've seen the evidence of that, or the the result of that, is having miserable leaders uh, <laughs> that are and and miserable followers, right? That that feel like they, they don't have any autonomy in the things they're doing. And I, I actually believe and try to instill the, the exact opposite. I think that me giving uh, the defensive coordinator, if I'm a head coach, absolute autonomy of the players he uses and the, and the defense he runs, now he owns that, right? And, and he, there's a pride level and there's a level of accountability that I need to do that uh, in a way that represents um, things. I, I, I believe that ownership empowering um, people and give them the support that they need to be successful is a key component to successful leadership. And I, I try to do that in in every area that we're trying to do at McNary in my life with my kids, um, you know, giving them some level of ownership that this is yours. Um, uh, you can do with it what you want. And I'm here to support you in those ways. Now there's pride moments and it has sustainability and longevity because it's not me trying to micromanage every every uh, knob or, or uh, button that needs to be pushed. Yeah. 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 I think that's so true. I mean, because you you can't grow if grow, growth is a, a goal of yours without uh, delegating and giving other people opportunities, right? Sure. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, 
How about uh, maybe just uh, you and your wife, or you, like when you're off time? What are things you you enjoy doing for yeah. fun? Uh, uh, what's awesome about this whole thing is my bride, uh, Tony. We've been married for 28 years. Uh, started dating as sophomores at Silverton High School, <laughs> um, and she's been my biggest supporter uh, throughout this. And I think that that. Uh, that has allowed me to have a tremendous amount of success um, to totally, she is the extrovert in the relationship for sure. And so uh, she's my social wingman uh, when we go to <laughs> events, but it, it, it is, um, uh, you know, I, I think that us uh, uh, being a good team has allowed me to be successful. It's fun also to, to invest and see that where her passions are and, and the way that she's able to impact people um, relation, relationally. Her role uh, is a leader, uh, which I think she is, it just looks different, right? And, and the world might not call that leadership, but certainly she has a servant heart um, and, and uh, uh, that lives that um, out on a daily basis. And it's, it's a ton of fun when you've got, when you've had hard days at the office, you're dealing with challenges and you can, you can go home and, and chat about that and, uh, um, uh, have a, have an empathetic ear, uh, Mm. and, uh, uh, working through those issues. It's been, it's been an awesome, uh, partnership relationship. And, and, uh, she is, uh, she is, uh, a primary reason why I've been able to reach the, uh, these positions that I have. That's yeah. awesome. That's good. I was expecting to hear that every Saturday they play tackle football. That's what that's <laughs> what I'm <laughs> 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 just getting a hankering to yeah, hit somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. If, uh, if you were giving advice to your 25-year-old self, right, from where we're at now, what, what's something you think you'd tell your 25-year-old self? Uh, um... I'd probably say lighten up a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, one of the uh, reads that people get from me is that I'm serious. And I am, I guess, uh, consider myself a serious individual. I don't take life as seriously as, as, I, um, as I'm perceived. perceived. To be, yeah. But, uh, but I, I, I do think that um, there are uh, times and opportunities to um, uh Live by the bit. seat of my pants rather than have a spreadsheet for everything. <laughs> uh, and so, um, uh, but again, Tony's a good balance uh, balance for that. Um, gosh, I, I, I look back at uh, what God has orchestrated in my life up until this point. And I think if I, if I had my control over that, I couldn't have done it any better. Right? I think that... Uh, the people that have been that have come across uh, my path in life, the, the friends that I've had, lifelong friends that I've had, uh, the direction my career has taken, um, uh, it's it's all been a blessing. It's all been something that I I don't I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that uh, at all. I, I'm I'm super. I mean, I walked away from football after playing for eleven years. And my first orthopedic surgery was at age 50. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> Which I don't think there's any NFL players that could say that. Right. And so <laughs> I, I've been very fortunate. Um, and I, uh, I, I don't know that I would change a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're one of our listeners and you're in your mid twenties, uh, one piece of advice would be lighten up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. don't, don't take yourself or life too seriously. Yes, for sure. Right. For yeah. sure. And I think it's in a, 
in a softer way, uh, you're certainly going to come across challenges. Uh, to our listeners, I'm speaking to myself as well, and uh, for us to let them totally dominate us is is not in our best interest, right? For so sure. For chances sure. are there's a path through it, yeah. and, and when you're through it, looking back, it ends up not feeling as difficult as it was. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's now, right. my next statement I'm saying as a man who's never given birth, but <laughs> I think, uh, but I do have two kids, and I think that uh, oftentimes uh, talking to a mom who's really pregnant, right, versus after they've had the kid, like, oh, we're probably not doing that again for a while, and, but ain't long before you're like, ah, that wasn't so bad. Right. We need to have more, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. so I think that's true about some of our other challenges that we face. I'm not yeah. I'm not relating it to the level of physical pain and childbirth. Sure. Please yeah. understand, listeners, <laughs> right? But but that same concept is we get through it. Yeah. And and uh, and if we try to do it well and do it with others, uh, we come out the other side uh, maybe a better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. A way that I've noticed that that is when I hear, you know, I've been in a lot of like business and networking meetings and stuff. And when people kind of give their testimony and stuff like that, you hear them recap their life and they spend like one minute on high school and college completely. And they like, that's how quickly they recap their entire high school and college experience. And so for me, when I was in college and I was like dealing with all these issues, I was like, someday I'm probably going to be able to recap this in like two minutes. Right. And so it's kind of crazy to think in the same way. It's like, you're going to look back on it after you've gone through it and you're going to feel all of your feelings alive and in, in, the, in the time that it's experiencing. But in the, in the future, you're going to look back and it's going to look different and feel different. So, yeah. 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 yeah that's true. That's true, man. Time flies. That's we true. are, uh, we are at it. Uh, if people wanted to reach out and connect to you, is there an email address or something to, uh, uh yeah, my, my personal email address is got Greg at, at Mac.com. Pretty okay. easy way to get a hold of me. And then if you want to get a hold of me at the school, uh, you can go to the directory and, and it's a little bit complicated to say over the radio. So yeah, you can, just, you can find us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Google yeah. search. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's awesome. There you go. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Scott, for joining us. And uh, thank you listeners for tuning in. And if you want to hear us, we're live on the radio every Saturday at 11 a.m. on KSLM, as well as on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for leading, listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring. <laughs>